Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win if you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards. Please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Okay, welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast where we chat about the traditionally quote unquote unblack things black people go up for. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify five stars only because we are five star bitches. We're to Yogati. I'm your host, Sequoia, and joining me today, we have a special guest. He's a television writer for a plethora of shows at this point, a stand-up comic, and he plays James on Freeform's original series, Single Drunk Female, and also my boyfriend. Garrick Bernard. Hey, it's me again. I'm back, <laughs> bitches. Let's He's go. He's been on the podcast. I forget that you have been on the podcast before. It was like eight years wow, ago. Wow, I can't believe you are forgetting the times when your love has joined the podcast, but it's okay. Don't worry about How it. How could I forget? It's hurtful. It's hurtful. It hurts my feelings every time. Let's do it. I mean, I think you're going to be fine. Um. So today we are talking about something that is near and dear to Garrick's heart. Yep. Which means absolutely, it, it means nothing to me at all. But I wow. noticed a lot of you Negroes like it. Y'all seem to have a wow. strong affinity. You for, Negroes. Yeah, a lot of you Negroes. Because I'm nothing like you Negroes, a lot of you seem oh, to wow. have... Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so disrespectful. <laughs> Why did we get here? A lot of you we get seem to, this to have disrespectful place? a strong affinity for Kung Fu. And I, I think I can understand. I can understand. Yeah. But I thought that I would bring on... The wild thing is you love like MMA, you love combat sports. So the fact that you haven't seen a good, I think it's because you haven't seen a good Kung Fu movie. I think that's what it is. I think you Does Rush Hour constitute? No, it's not. (laughs) Although it is fantastic and it is perfect. And Jackie Chan is the reason why most black people exist. I feel Mm. like he he spread his wings. (laughs) And and uh, Michael J. White saw him, and he was like, "I'm gonna be that." And then, wow, a these are strong of, uh, claims. Anime Negroes. There's yeah, a black yeah, man yeah, saying yeah. that the reason that all of us exist is Jackie Chan. I just would like, yeah. you know, this to go on record as as what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, a very strong. Yeah, thing. he is the. But before the, we get into he's Jackie the father Chan of all, the black race, <laughs> please, please, before we get into Jackie Chan at all. And the general kung fu of it all, we have our first segment called In My Defense. In My Defense segment where we bring one controversial opinion and we defend it for you all. Garrick, did you bring something to defend for the people? And yes. on a level of one to ten, how controversial is this take? It's uh, it's a light seven. 
Uh-oh. There's a man on my roof right now, and he really is just scared the fuck out of me. What the fuck is going on? Is he Anyways, working on it? I don't know what the hell he's doing. Anyways, okay, you said on a scale of one to ten, it's a light seven. That's pretty heavy. It's a light That's seven. Pretty- <laughs> it's a light seven. <laughs> That's way higher than I thought you were gonna go. Yeah, That's yeah way yeah. higher. Okay, now okay, now I'm interested because you I'm know coming I mean? for niggas now. You do have controversial opinions, but none that you really share out loud like that. So I'm I feel like if I'm going to come on my girlfriend's podcast, I feel like I need to come with something that is near and dear to my heart. You know, some actual okay. take, something that I truly believe. We getting some real Gary Bernard hot takes right now. All right, we ready for your for your in my defense? What you defending? Okay, in my defense, I believe that being tall is a curse. I think that <laughs> being <laughs> being six two or taller means that you never really had to develop a personality, so you're just a piece of shit. Wow. Um, okay, I so now people are gonna want to know your height, Gary. People, the people are gonna want to know. I am, I am barely five ten, standing my tallest. Okay, like I so have to be like upright. <laughs> upright. <laughs> when you breathe in, like truly, <laughs> right? Like at the at <laughs> at the doctor, I have to like like take a take a breath in, stand with my chest out, like literally <laughs> feel and meditate to feel as if I am levitating to be five ten. <laughs> Not levitating to get the height up. You know, yes, I heard a rumor levit- about you. Uh-huh. Um, I heard a rumor that you got a surgery in order to be taller. That you got yeah. uh, a no, back no, no, surgery. No, I, I got that. I got that back in order surgery. To be taller. To be is taller. that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That okay, is hundred percent true. I um I got a spinal surgery that added another uh spinal column or spinal piece disc uh to elongate my neck and make me um uh, half an inch taller. Yes, That's what absolutely. I thought. Um, you know, I didn't want to out you just directly on the show, but you know, no, it is, it is what it is. I, I'm happy that you're willing to come to terms with that's what that's that's absolutely what happened. Um, that take is pretty. It's it's you know what, I have to agree as a chronically short person, as someone who has spent the last um 27 years below average height. Yeah, I have done just fine for myself. Right. But you feel pressed often, I'm sure. And you go through life feeling pressed or getting pressed in general. So, I mean, you never got you've, pressed. Nobody I mean, me. you've. T- all right. Me. OK, well, this is <laughs> speaking on men, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There have been many a times where I have talked shit or on a light level to talk shit or whatever and have gotten swung on because this person did not want me to be talking to them in the niggas way that I'm talking swing. to them. They niggas just niggas just swing. They either buck up or would be like, oh, what's, what's going on, boss? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you talking about my mom? I would immediately go for people's moms. I think that might be the reason. Wow. But... <laughs> That's what it is. It's not you talking about niggas' moms. That's it it, it might have been that. It been, somebody, somebody, somebody was talking about tattoos, and then they talked about me being dark, and they were just like, you, this is in middle school. And it's like, you probably have tattoos, but you're so dark, we can't see them. And I was like, yeah, you can't see uh, that these are all the positions me and my your mom do. So, Oh, my God. Middle school rig, so edgy and edgelord. Now we were fighting. I was an edge lord. Now we're fighting. Now we're fighting. And I feel like if I were taller, nobody would. Yeah, it's mad disrespectful. If I were taller, and that's that's what 
niggas do. Like that's that's general talk. Like that's just how people talk to each other. Mm. And I feel like if you're taller, you can build up a confidence because nobody's fucking reaching you. You know, nobody's okay. reaching your chin. Okay. So me being reachable means that I am teachable. <laughs> so they will swing. <laughs> if you're reachable, you are teachable. Teachable. Wow. So that means that they will swing. They will do whatever. They will get in your face. If you're, you know, you can't like get into the face of somebody's holiday because you, you're, you're getting in their chest, technically. So I'm saying that all of those situations build character and they build a a a, a fear of man or a, okay. at least a respect of man. Okay. So when you are taught, I'm watching um, uh, Winning Time with uh, the HBO show, talking about the Showtime Lakers, and I'm looking at, I'm I'm just watching Magic Johnson be super confident about being mediocre at best <laughs> at basketball. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, mm-hmm. for his time, he was great, but if he was in the league now, he'd get washed. But mm-hmm. I attribute a lot of that to him being tall. Like he was a he grew up as a, a garbage man's kid. Um, he would like, you know, on summers, he would, you know, pretty much take out the trash with his dad. He got really good at basketball. And within that, you know, three year span of time, everybody's talking to him like he's a god for one, being good at basketball. And then for two, being as tall as possible. Tiger Woods wasn't having that. You know, Tiger Woods was no. super good at golf, but nobody gave a shit because he's about as tall as uh, the average person. So you're not really looking up to them. Hi, I'm Kate Casey, an unscripted TV expert. Three times a week, I interview the talent directors, producers, and hosts of television's most popular reality shows, docuseries, and documentaries. I get all the -the behind-the-scenes stories. I cover everything from The Bachelor, Selling Sunset, and Real Housewives to Tinder Swindler, The Last Dance, and Secrets of Playboy. Join me as I ask all the questions that you want asked. And best of all, I'm the most trusted source on what to watch every week. I will give you a guide on everything from true crime and sports to competition, calling from all streaming and cable networks. The best guests, the best shows and series, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Wow. Well, you know what? That definitely tracks. Also, yeah. I would like to say, as someone who's been 5'2 for years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it comes in handy on airplanes. If you it are comes tall handy. Yeah. on an airplane, it just sucks for you because the thing about me is I'm always going to recline my seat. So yeah. it doesn't bother me when other people recline their seats because, again, my legs are three inches. And I'm always going to do it because my back hurts. My back so hurts all the time. You tall people get the advantage in every other portion of life. On an airplane, this is my realm. Thank you. Yeah. That's all that that is. You better pray and hope that you are rich enough to get first class or like that extra, you know, flight, of whatever, the extra leg room uh, joint or whatever. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my seat back because I don't really give a fuck about about you about who's behind me, all of that stuff. This is the only time that I could teach you a lesson. You Are we bad people? Does this make us bad? Maybe, people? maybe. But you know who's worse? Tall people. Tall people yes. <laughs> are yes. probably worse. No, 100. percent Okay, let's move on to the song of the week. I brought a song of the yes. week that I know you're going to love because you know what. Song did you bring? I brought "Off the Wall" by Michael Jackson. Oh, we yeah. oh, we yeah. have been 
Yeah, we have been on a like a light Michael Jackson kick. And I don't so I don't know what spawned it. I think I was just driving one day and I was like, oh, let me just, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of tired of this liked playlist. Let me just play something. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just put something on. Let me just go back through a catalog. I started off with Stevie Wonder and I was like, man, he had some bangers. This is crazy. And then I was just like, let me just go back to why and figure out why everybody loved Michael Jackson so much. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I remember seeing a video of him just selling out a stadium and it's just, you know, a hundred thousand people, just him. And I'm like, there has to be a reason why. Maybe I was missing something. Maybe as an adult, I need to go back through his catalog and listen to his stuff just to be like what the whole vibe was. And when I tell you, I was losing my mind just listening to this man, not for the first time, but just like for the first time as an adult. Like he really was sitting with it, like as an adult, sitting probably. sitting with it and like comparing it to music of today's era. He was so ahead of his time; it was it's truly astounding to even think about the layers. The layers in it is actually very crazy. The production of it, everything was it's really wild. fucking crazy. You, yeah, you literally texted me one day, just out of nowhere. You were like, "Michael Jackson's incredible." <laughs> Michael Jackson is fucking incredible and I was like yes how do we arrive here and you're right. just like I just been I just been listening oh, I just it's been, been listening. great we took a little night drive played some Michael Jackson it hit oh my god because it, it makes you want to like if you're stuck in traffic it makes you want to stop the car and get out and like la la land and dance on top of your car because it's just it's it's a it's a whole vibe that you have to you have to experience and be entranced in and actually go out and do whenever you listen to Michael Jackson. I have never Dude. sat still listening to anything that he's put on or put out. I remember the day when he passed, I was at school and I I, I don't know if this woman was a professor or a student there, and she was maybe a little bit older, but she was running through the quad just telling every Black person she knew, Michael Jackson died. Michael Jackson died. It was was almost like a Black Paul Revere uh, about Michael Jackson's death. (laughs) So first of all, you couldn't tell if this person was a student or a professor? How old? No, 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 no. Like, how old was this person? No, she she had to be, I mean... I was 19 at the, at the time, so she's at least 32. So I was, like, looking at somebody who was 32 oh, years okay, old okay, being like, okay. damn, damn, this bitch old, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> wow. Or, yeah, no, it was just, it was wild. It was it was very hilarious. Um, I was very high at the time and eating a Subway sandwich uh, with my school. buddy Robert How are you and Trayvon. just a heathen. Oh my yeah, gosh. I was bad. I, was bad. I, I should have dropped out earlier, but and, yeah. <laughs> and you were 19. Oh, you were, 19. okay, you were in college. Okay, because I was about to yeah. say, Michael Jackson died at the end of June. Why was you still in school? You were in college. Yeah. This makes sense. It might have been a summer class at like a community college. Uh, it was probably a summer class. Okay, yeah, my well, parents loved doing that shit. Now that we're on the topic of Michael Jackson, I have. Mm-hmm. A song that I brought as well. Can you, <laughs> can you guess? <laughs> can you just say, I'm going to give you three guesses. The artist three guesses. is not Michael Jackson. I'm going to give you three guesses. Oh, it's the fucking weekend with some bullshit. <laughs> oh my God. 
Yerick is Weekend's number one fucking fan. We are going to Coachella next weekend, and Garrett gets to see the weekend, and he's really excited about it. I am Um, disgusted. (laughs) I I brought it. I I need to I need to before for the people. I feel like I need to explain why I don't like him. Please explain why you don't like the weekend. Go for it. One day, I mean, back to high escapades. This is like when I first first started smoking. So like again, nineteen, um, driving my friends around. I am pretty high, and just driving, just being. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm skipping over my words because I'm like, should I announce that I was driving under the influence? But I don't. I don't care. I thought you were sober. First of all, J- James. James said that he was sober. So I'll. Confuse. Oh, James is uh, is not me. Ha ha. He is a character I play on television. <laughs> That's crazy. But <laughs> you know, I I was high driving, and my friend put on some weekend song. Some we. I don't remember what it was. I I think he put on an album, so it was like two or three songs deep. And you know when you're high and you're you're really like caught up in your own thoughts and then the world kind of, you know, launches into whatever deep thought that you're having? Yes. I feel like that's what happened with The weekend, but with like his shaky ass lamb voice. (laughs) And I had such such a pure reaction. (laughs) <laughs> to the disdain that I had for him, where I was just like, "What is this sound? Boo. Get it off! Turn Boo. it off! Turn <laughs> it off right now! Because this is terrible. This tomato, this tomato, whoever tomato, this singer tape. is, yeah, whoever this singer is, I I do not like his voice. And maybe it it could have been he was going in and out of the um the waiver." the waviness that I don't really like where they're going in and out of pitch. And I'm just like, why would you this in and out of pitch thing that like truly annoys me. It almost sounds like if a fly gets in your ear like that, oh like kind of noise. This thing Garrick hates it is a fly getting in his ear <laughs> and music that sounds out of pitch. <laughs> so yeah. it's really funny that those two things are connected. Cause you said separately how you hate each of those things. And it's funny that, you connect those things as well. And the weekend is that to me. And the weekend <laughs> is a fly that's in your ear. That's yeah. in my ear. Okay. Yes. Um, you're wrong. But okay. well, sure, we'll go with that. Um, the song that I brought, you don't even you're not even gonna know the song, but it's House of Balloons slash Glass Table Girls by the weekend. It's early the weekend. And I have this song has been just really getting to me lately. I don't know what about this song mm-hmm. has really been getting to me, but I miss druggy the weekend more yeah. than his current he's in a demon era right now that's terrifying yeah. i'm i'm actually not looking forward to seeing him at coachella because he's doing this weird demonic shit his last album what was i called it was something fm i don't remember something fm this last album that came yeah. out i listened to it once through and had to sage my fucking house afterward because <laughs> I, legitimately it was demonic like yeah yeah, it had little interstitials in there that were telling people to kill themselves. It's too much. I don't know what he's going. I didn't through, get to like that it. part. The, you didn't listen to it. Which song you didn't get to I that part? To, you, I listened you, to you, it. You did. I, I listened. I listened to it. Yeah, I did actually like it. <laughs> I liked it you enough. Did? Who are where you? It was, I don't know. I liked it enough to where I was like, I, I 
I wasn't going to rethink his discography, but I was like, oh, this is like a fun vibe. I get why people like him. I was at least coming around to, I get it. Um, Yeah, I I do. Because I I love, I think I love disco and like funk stuff over a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one, he definitely has been more in a a disco-y era with these last couple albums than the previous material he's put out. But I miss his dark pop era. His dark pop... His, his Toronto era. His Toronto era, his pure drug. All I talk about is drugs in my music. Right. The weekend. I loved that. I miss his musty hair. His musky hair. His musty hair. His hair just looked like it had a stench to it. The palm tree oh, musty God. hair. You miss like the, the large three dreads that he had? The large three dreads. I was so sad Ew. when he cut them all. I was like, you, look, you just look like any other nigga now. You look like any other light-skinned nigga now. Before, oh my you, God. You had, look, I you mean, before a... you, he looked dirty. That's not good. <laughs> he looked greasy. Exactly. I wasn't he trying looked... to... I mean, I didn't think he was cute. I just liked it. I right. was like, yeah. Well, Right, he he looks like one of those like back massagers from like from home economics or whatever the fuck that shit is that you gotta just he put on like your back. A machine, a machine, <laughs> like yeah, a back massager. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop, leave the weekend alone. It's like it's like essentially if Post Malone suddenly started cleaning up, I don't want that. Like, why yeah, would yeah. I you want kinda, that? You, I get, I get why you would want like a greasy post Malone. You need yeah. a greasy post Malone. You need somebody to be s- sultrally singing while looking like a dirty dish rag. That's fair. There are very few niggas who were yeah. singing back in the day who also look good. Have you ever seen Marvin Gaye? Yeah, Marvin Gaye wasn't a, wasn't giving. No, no, wasn't giving at all. No, but I mean that's because people you. You didn't need to see them as often, right? So like now, now you're seeing them constantly, and it's just like, ooh, you you are tough to look at. I don't, I can't even look, I can't even hear what you're singing (laughs) because you're fucking ugly. That's the sad reality of America, where where we will put like the prettiest people on TV that are not, you know, good at this. Oh, is that a light flex? Well, you are good at this, but is that a flex? I, uh, I, was, talking about myself. I was talking about myself. I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I look good, but I'm like, I can use some work. Like an acting oh, department. Boy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm also talking about like with, with singers where it's just like, oh, my God, this person sounds terrible. But they're I mean, I'll listen because if I see them at a, at a, at a party or something like that, it's just like I might faint, you know? Mm. So... It switched over to where it was just like all radio stuff. And it's just like, all right, it doesn't really matter. I'm just listening to it with Marvin Gaye. It's like, I don't care what Marvin Gaye looks like. He sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's fair. You know, that's that's very fair. I feel like it's a, uh, what is that called? Like an inversely relational, like they're inversely related. The better you look, the worse you become. And that is true for The weekend. The weekend used to be great. And he's just been on a steady decline. The more he turns into a regular light-skinned nigga, the worse yeah. he gets. I'm like, please, please, just grow grow the hair back out. I think that fame is a, is a disease, and it makes you work less. It's almost like uh, riding a bike downhill, 
Whereas like you already got up there and now you're going down and it's just like, I don't need to work as, I have so much momentum. I don't need to work as hard and I don't need to pedal as hard um, because I'm already, I'm already moving, you know? I can't wait to do this, my God. Right, right, right. So he's like, I I can put out whatever because people will listen to it regardless. You kind of see that with like comics. And I hate that for y'all. Comics do the same shit? Sometimes. Well, I mean, there's there's a thing where where you'll go on or comics will go on stage and because they're already famous, everybody's laughing regardless. It doesn't matter mm. who it is. You're you're so famous that you don't really have to work out a thought. Um, so your your material will either get worse or stay in the same place and stay stagnant. I was going to name a couple people by name that I feel like fall into that. I'm not. Because you have a career in this. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you're chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let them rock. Anyway, yeah. let's move on to the main topic. We're talking about Kung Fu today. Yes. Like I said, I don't know. And I literally don't know shit about Kung Fu. I researched it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what I came up with. I'm going to give you a little brief synopsis. And then, Garrett, I'm going to let you talk about Kung Fu and your thoughts behind it and all that stuff. Let's do it. Kung Fu is a primarily unarmed Chinese martial art resembling karate, okay? The rest of this information came from a video from The Guardian that was on YouTube. It was a very informative video. It was really good. I'll link it. I might not. I might forget. But here's information. Kung Fu comes to the States in the 70s, in the 1970s, and it's often featured themes of resistance, which coincided with the Black Power movement of the time. The term white devils was a common phrase in Kung Fu films. That says a lot. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu shifted the black exploitation genre away from relying solely on negative stereotypes of blackness and became depict and began depicting the black leads in a more positive, heroic way, akin to the way leads in Kung Fu films were portrayed. And the leads in black exploitation films were doing martial arts. Also, they began doing martial arts. So that's that's a little brief synopsis of the Kung Fu genre. Garrett, questions for you. Yes. Have you ever done any martial arts? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've been. Um, I did when I was soul searching <laughs> after high school. Um, I did Krav Maga for like four years, four or five years, and then I picked up Muay Thai after that. So since I was like eighteen, um, I had been on and off, but I love it. There is there is a weird camaraderie that kind of comes. During like our Krav Maga classes, we had this thing called like the white night where you work out from 6 p.m. to 6 o'clock in the morning. So you're literally the, the, the most tired you've ever been in your life. And the only reason why you keep going is because of the people around you doing it. So with that, I feel like that is the spirit of, of martial arts is okay. suffering together, <laughs> you okay. know, because you always see these Kung Fu movies and they're just like all about resilience and 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 pushing through your boundaries and or pushing through a glass ceiling and all of that stuff. So when you're taking that spirit into working out, it's just a really nice, it's just really nice to see. It's a really nice mm-hmm. uh, depiction of resolve. My name is Tom Buck, and this is The Enthusiasm Project. Join me each week for deep dives exploring the world of what it means to be an independent creator on YouTube, starting your own creative business, and keeping a positive, enthusiastic mindset along the way. 
New episodes of The Enthusiasm Project are available every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. And when you're working out from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., first of all, how many times did you do that? I did that four times. You did it every year that you did Krav Maga? You did that 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. shit? Yeah. That's crazy. What does that even mean? Like, what? how do you wake up? How do you work out for 12 hours? It's just it's just silly stuff that he would make up throughout the, throughout the night. So it was like mostly, you know, practicing strikes and all that stuff, mostly cardio stuff. And then as the dawn breaked, as the dawn broke, um, we were like on the beach. So like the actual dojo was by Santa Monica Pier. And we would run to the pier, run on the beach, run into the water, run back, all kinds of like weird stuff that <laughs> truly like once. And that's like in the morning. That's after you've been working out for, for probably like eight hours. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're so tired and so over it. And now you're being thrown into a current, you know, now you're being thrown into waves. It just and something about that was like for you. You were like, mm, well, yeah, I want to do it again. Yeah, and again, 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 and again. Because because it it every time it would come up, it's almost back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. It's almost tapping into the the toxicity that's in all males where it's just like, man, I ain't no Mm. bitch. Like, bro, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose out to the, the the other guys that are doing this. Mm, I need to be able to. Keep, it, it wasn't even competitive. It was just the fact that I need you to see that I can keep up with you. Mm, it was competitive for you in your head. Yes. It was yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds psychotic. But like after you do it, after you're done, there's this just weird form of euphoria where you're like, I can't believe I finished that. I cannot believe that this happened. I cannot believe that I've done this four times. Mm -mm. If it's one thing you could do, it is, what is that called? Uh, 
delayed gratification. You're you're good at delayed gratification. You're gonna do the, the hard thing now in hopes that it pays off later. Yeah, Can't it's relate. like it. Um, it's a patience get there. Yeah, I don't have it. Hoping to get there. But um, that's crazy. I can't believe you did that shit four years in a row. I knew you did it once. And I saw the yeah. photos of you going into the water or something. Yeah. Four times is absolutely insane. Truly painful. <laughs> Truly painful. But it's it's going to stick out in my mind. It's like one of those. one of those. It's, it's the same reason why anybody does like those Tough Mudder races or the Spartan races or anything like that. Or a marathon. It's just or like a marathon. I'm, Okay. Yeah, I'm just so okay. it's so crazy that I trained for this and then finished it. And now I get to say that I did it to my kids later. Running a marathon is so crazy to me. I have never I can't even imagine at all. Yeah, that does. That does sound that that whole like, you know, people run in and then their nipples are bleeding. I'm like, yo, you should just you should go. I'm home. sorry. Have you not seen people's nipples bleed from chafing? I'm oh, yeah. sorry from what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean please 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 you're not wearing like the tape over your nipples and whatnot or whatever um your nipple your shirt will rub up against your Shut nipples so often that it'll up. chafe and you bleed. are the fuck lying no 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 no, no. that's it's wild who what type of sadistic wild shit is that it's wild it's truly disgusting but people do it and they love it and they get like the runners high and they're just like, I can't. That's, I, that's a myth. That's, that's a, a myth. myth. I feel like it's a myth too. Capitalism. I feel like it's a myth too. I feel like it's it's a weird sadistic way or a, a sadistic way that runners try to convince themselves that this is a good for them or a good thing, even though that running that distance is is not good. Yeah. It's not even good for you. It's bad for your knees. Garrett knows Garrett ran. You, 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 used, to, you used to be a runner boy, a runner yep, on a track And star. my knees are fucked. <laughs> like my knees hurt mm. constantly. And yeah, he always still trying to kick somebody. Always still trying yeah, to do a always. little Tai Chi or Krav Maga or what is it? What is it? What is Muay, Thai. Muay Thai. Why do I always say Tai Chi? How do I get there? I don't know. The Thai. <laughs> Honestly. That's what it is. It's just like, oh, Thai. Thai is, uh, is it a tie like a tie? Is it some kind right. of tie? Is it a tippy tie? Tai chi. I absolutely thought of a tippy tie. Anyways, yeah. what's your favorite kung fu based art? Um, it could be a film, it could be a song, whatever. Uh, I don't know if anime is kung fu based, but it could be you know whatever. It's it's probably the the films. It's probably the films because the way that they are. The way that they choreograph stuff, especially nowadays, like in the modern era, they've gotten so good at, in a lot of like modern films, they'll do this thing. And um, uh, Jackie Chan is probably attributed to this, but they'll do this thing where they'll have the, sc- the, the camera be like shaky to show motion or whatever to show that, you know, and kind of like hide the fact that the actors aren't moving as fast, like in the, in all of the Bourne movies. It's just like, oh, move with his hand and it looks like it's it's going super fast. Oh, my gosh. But in actuality, it's not. Whereas in Kung Fu films, in martial arts films, they want to showcase the martial art. So they want to showcase how good these people are at doing the fighting, doing the choreography. Okay. So they kind of play it like comedy where they play it in the wide and just have them like go at it for a while and just show yeah. the choreo. It's almost like a dance where it's just like, you don't want to zoom in on people doing choreo in a music video. You want to zoom out and kind of let them 
you know, do it at the same time so you can see people, you know, Jabberwockies doing the poppets and then the lockets oh, and all yeah. that shit. So you want to you want to see all of that because you, you've been practicing this thing for, you know, for years and you want to put it on display. I feel like that is I don't want to say like the ultimate because they're not, you know, they're not really hitting each other. You know, you're not whenever you do Kung Fu or you do Muay Thai in real life, it doesn't look like that. But when it is on display and shown, it is incredible. It is incredible to watch. It's it's truly like breathtaking to watch somebody um, kind of miss somebody else and like counter perfectly and all of that stuff. Like there, there's this series of movies called The Ip Man. It's talking about Bruce Lee's Bruce Lee's teacher and just watching him do. I forgot the name of his martial art, but watching him do it is is incredible. Oh yeah, back to the point that you made about. Like you said, in a, like a music video, when you want to see the wide because you want to see the choreography that they're doing. That's a really good point because... It's called Wing Chun. Wing Chun is the type of martial arts that he was doing. And music videos, like if you cut, if you are cutting too often or like you're too tight in the shots, that lets me know that the person... The person's not can't dancing. Dance. They can't yeah, dance. Yeah, like they can't dance and you're trying to cut and make it look cool and dynamic because they're not cool and dynamic. Right, right. Exactly. Which definitely makes sense for choreography. Right. When you go to a Britney Spears fucking vi- music video, that shit is wide as hell because she's hitting Period. that bitch. She's hitting that Period. shit constantly. Tell the girls about Brit Brat. Tell the girls. <laughs> she's, she's hit. She's fucking <clears throat> fucking all that shit. Like it's, it's like, goddamn. So when you go to like more modern music videos where people can rely on the camera tricks and then you go and see them mm. live, it's just like, huh. You weren't built for this. That's a shame. Wow. Right. No. Very much that. You were not built for this and you actually suck and I hate that for you. Yes. Um, who's your favorite martial artist? Do you have a favorite martial artist? Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan? Um, I like Tony Ja a lot. He's a Muay Thai guy. Oh, you saying names. I ain't never heard in my life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like Tony Ja. But there's uh the guy, there's a guy in this series of films called The Raid. It's two movies and... Oh, like the Megan Thee Stallion song. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like the Megan Thee Stallion song. Mm-hmm. Running, <laughs> running through your nigga house like a Tomb Raider? Like a Tomb Raider? No, I'm not talking about Tomb Raider. Okay. But okay. I am talking about The Raid. Um, But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up his name as well. Okay. Um... Anyway, same as Ico something. Anyway, he is incredible. Like in the raid movies, you're you're usually in martial arts films. It's usually super traditional and like super, you know, somebody wearing um, a, a martial arts gown and and they're going into like either feudal Japan or old China and all that stuff. And they're like they're doing the moves and they're they're doing the kata and all that stuff. And it's really and respectful mm-hmm. in the raid movies. All of that shit goes out the window. It's okay. it, 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 this is sure. this is a nigga like with a knife trying to kill you as quickly as possible. There, whatever this martial arts style is, it is as brutal. It's truly disgusting. He and that's why you like it. And, and it's it's such a shocking difference from going from like the Legend of the Drunken Master with Mar- with uh, Jackie Chan to this. You're you're watching somebody again be the son of a you know of a of a of a 
dojo of a, of a martial arts master or a, a dojo owner and all that stuff, teaching people um, how to do martial arts. And his son is developing his own style and being drunk and it's Jackie Chan and he's being hilarious while fighting. And that's like a skill on its own. We can get back to that later. Mm-hmm. But you go from that to the raid where it is, there is a scene where a guy, you know, beats somebody up, stabs him like three times, takes his head and jumps through a door and forces dude's neck on like the ridge of the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it was, I, I, I knew that martial arts could probably look more brutal than it was. I think the most brutal I had, I had seen at that time was a uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon where they're like, you know, they're like kind of murdering each other with like swords and shit. But going to that is even a uh, crossing tiger, hidden dragon was, was like watching someone do a, a, a suspended ribbon dance. You know, it's just like all flowy and beautiful. It was and beautiful. then this is, yeah. And this is like the most metal martial arts I've ever seen. And it is, fucking this is amazing. your fave yes a sickness yes. oh my god <laughs> as somebody that's grown up watching them the stark difference is just so so amazing it's so dope to see i swear i swear to you like you know what you had had too much martial arts you had a, you had enough you had like a lot of kung fu or whatever and it wasn't satisfying you enough it was like a gateway drug like when you start off with a little bit of you know you just do yeah. one little bit of a hit of of crack of crack and next yeah, thing you know yeah. you on you, you on your heroin, heroin acting as well as meth like, because crack not hitting no more how it needs to so now you gotta get now you gotta find the next high high. That's what it now is. You went from face. regular violence to extreme violence, and that was your new fave. It sounds like a sickness. It's not a sickness at all. It's not a sickness because it's like I feel like this the same way in music, where it's just like somebody playing a guitar, somebody playing a, an acoustic guitar is beautiful. So is somebody fucking playing with both of their hands doing a metal riff, and it's just like causing something disturbing but it's just like god Garrett, damn say age. listening to some fucking metal in the gym or or yeah. just random times just throwing on yeah. some metal that's that sounds beautiful to you as an avid emo girl and an electric guitar girl you see the shirt michael Roman shirt on right now i can't get into the metal i bet you the guitarist of the guitarist of My Chemical Romance has seen like Eddie Van Halen play the guitar and be like, yo, this is fucking God damn, this is wild. Or any of like the Pantera dudes, like they're really, they're really fucking going for it. And I think that you can appreciate the spectrum is what I'm getting at. Okay. Okay. I'm sure that Jackie Chan would look at Tony Jaw's films and be like, oh my God, he's really, he's really going for it. This is crazy. Um, there, there are some like behind the scenes stuff that Tony Jaw does with him and his stuntmen. And he's, he's really kicking these niggas. Like he's, he's running and with, uh, Muay Thai, the contact points are your joints. So it's, it's your, um, your knuckles, your elbows and your knees. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you were kicking somebody like in their kneecaps or like trying to like bend their elbow. And I'm about to say that's. I mean, they, they, that's most martial arts. They'll go for your joints most of the time. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. How traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. But like these, they're the behind the scenes stuff. You're, you're seeing him do like a flying knee, which is him getting a running start 
and kneeing somebody in the chest and then kicking them across the room. And I'm like, yo, these, these, these guys are really, they're doing the contact. That's crazy. So when you watch mm. the movie and you see them actually get hit, they're actually getting hit. It's not like a fake thing. And that's, I think, incredible. That's actually wild as fuck. Actually, very much incredible. Absolutely wild as fuck and insane as well. There are so many American Black references to Kung Fu in general. Yeah. In the world. Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan, I think, really opened the floodgates with that. 100%. Founding member Wu-Tang Clan, RZA and ODB, apparently yeah. saw Shaolin versus Wu-Tang in 1983. RZA loved it. So one of his favorite movies to today. And formed Wu-Tang Clan based on that. He said he could identify with the themes of the movie. Like, it was like... Um, familial and us against them type situation and also about resistance and whatever he said a whole bunch of stuff but that like inspired him right and i feel like as we you know talk about the the race of it all a lot of the themes that either chinese filmmakers or japanese filmmakers were going through were the same as black americans so you're you're looking at people being resilient and you're like, yep. we should have this type of resilience. We, How do we do that? And we learned, you know, some people took up a martial art because that's the only other thing that was telling you how to, you know, take up arms or defend yourself and all of that stuff. So yeah. you, you have like the Michael J. Whites or you you have, um, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that one in Enter the Dragon. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that Kung Fu movie, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, it, it's just, we just relate to those themes so much and then it's just nice not seeing white people on screen all the time it's nice seeing like a non-white man hero or like as the protagonist yeah it's yeah. um were you gonna say something i'm sorry i'm sorry i kind of paused <laughs> okay i was gonna talk about kung fu kenny as well Kung Fu Kenny twofold rush hours don cheeto's character from rush hour two and then Obviously, Kendrick Lamar's alter ego during his damn era. There's just like so much of it in black culture. Did you know you knew the song Kung Fu Fighting? Yeah. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. You know, that's a Jamaican man. I I knew it was a black man. I didn't know it was a Jamaican man. That's a Jamaican (laughs) man. It makes sense. (laughs) Named Carl Douglas. That shit, that song sold 11 million records worldwide and is one of the best-selling singles of all time. Of all time? Fighting. Of all time. One of the best-selling singles of all time. It's such an easy song. And then also people just fucking love Kung Fu. Like, it's just cool. You, nobody knew that, because I, I, I guess that's fucked up. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) nobody, nobody really knew that you could do these types of things with your body like it was kind of just like this hidden art that just came across the pond that's a great point in such a huge way where you're just like yo they're fucking doing backflips into niggas knees like what what the with their body like oh my god this is he just did a, a flip kick what kind of stuff and then also you have video games coming out doing where you have like fighting games showcasing Kung Fu. You have like Street Fighter 1 and 2 coming out and and that's taking its own... I didn't um, even think about that. Yeah. yeah. The video game of it all. Its own like chunk of space in pop culture. 
to where there was just a, a certain period of time where every everybody had kung fu fever. Everybody was trying to learn how to do things. And then they they got, you know, Chuck Norris, world karate champion. And they're just like, I got to, we finally got a white man. Oh, my God. Thank God. Thank God, God. he finally Ugh. got one back on top. Who? I feel like America would have would have fallen apart if Chuck Norris didn't come, <laughs> come. If they didn't get them a white man that could that could come and martial art them up. Yeah. I truly believe that once you once you saw someone actually do the art and actually fight and it, it, it took away from the cowboyness of it all, where that, I think that's what was on TV primarily at that time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like seeing somebody kill from a distance. There's this one quote, I don't know who said it, but worst invention that man uh, created was the ability to kill from a distance because you don't get to see your opponent pass. You don't get to see them. Yeah. The the impact of, of, of how, you know, hurtful that can be to take a life. And I feel like, again, with a lot of Kung Fu movies, life is so beautiful and, and, and substantial and they, they really take care of the weights of it all to where it's just like the, the, the hero always hesitates before actually hitting somebody and, and doing that like palm thing in their chest and all that stuff to make their heart explode. It's just like, I'm sorry, I had to do this to you, man. Or it was, uh, oh that's God. a kill bill reference. I forgot about that. That's crazy. Um, that's like in Spider-Man when in the last Spider-Man we saw, what was that? What was that one called? Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. No Way Home. Oops. <laughs> no Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. When Andrew Garfield's character was saying that he got bitter and angry, mm-hmm. and he stopped pulling his punches back. Yeah. That's just what that made me think of. When he yeah. stopped pulling his punches back, he meant like he was trying to kill niggas, right? He was trying like to kill niggas stopped. for real. Yeah, because like they are, really you know, he could, he could lift a bus and stop a, bus, stop a train mid-motion and then also hit a normal person in the face and not kill them or not, like make their face explode. So he's saying, right. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I am going I to doing fully hit you in the chest as hard as I can. And that will make a normal human probably uh, implode. So yeah, he's not pulling his punches anymore. And it's, it's truly like disturbing. It would have been a, a very gruesome set of movies. Once again, we have white man (laughs) (laughs) doing something a little bit savage. And we have non-white man, the Kung Fu men, Mm -hmm. doing things the humane and natural way, putting their hands on people's hearts and squeezing them to stop the pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Point proven, that's it. Yeah, it is the, the, the humanity of it all. Is the there are certain things, there are certain things in Kung Fu movies where it's just like, I need to help my fellow brother, whether or not we're fighting right now. And I think that that is, again, the beauty of it where, I mean, we watch Rod Tang fight all the time. Rod Tang. Our guy, that's our Rod boy. Tang, hit Jung Young or something like I, I don't want to say. I don't, I don't even know his damn last name. Yeah, his just, last name <laughs> is, is Tang was tough. his last name. No, Rod yeah. Tang is his first name. Oh, oh wow. his name is not Jimmy Rod Tang. His name is Rod Tang. Jimmy Rod Tang. If y'all have never seen, like, if you are into MMA or anything of the sort, just Google Rod Tang. Rod this Tang. It is phonetic. Is a 
fucking menace. And he's, he's a incredible. monster. It's crazy. Like they call him I don't the Iron spoil Man. Spoil the surprise and say like exactly what he does. But go, Garrick. They call him the Iron Man. They call him the Iron Man. I, I won't spoil the surprise either. Just watch him. But I brought him up to say like this is this is somebody who is so brutal, who is literally like just beating the shit out of other people for money constantly. He he has over five hundred fights, and I think he's won three quarters of them. So this is somebody who does that for money. And then after every fight, he is just as humble as humanly possible. He's bowing to the person. It's shocking. Every single time. He's talking shit mid fight. Like, come on, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. But they do, he does all of that out of respect, one for his opponent and respect for the art itself. Because it's a religion to these guys. The art of combat is, is, a, is a way of life. And the only way that they can practice their way of life is through assault. Which is, you know. <laughs> Damn. It's, it's the unfortunate truth of it all. But it's what they believe. And it's, and it's something that when you fight someone, you truly, like, get down get down on your knees and be like, man, thank you so much for pushing me to this point. And that's why I feel like tall people are a menace to society because they've never had that. They've never fought. They've never fully one-on-one somebody because nobody can reach them. Nobody's going to be like, I'm going to swing on this dude. Yeah. Right. Like nobody's like been like, yo, let's go outside. I will. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, you do it? You got that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll okay. Get him there. Get him there. You know who else I feel like would, would quickly 1v1 somebody? Hmm. Nicki Minaj. And I will end yeah. on some lyrics okay. Okay. from Nicki that okay. uh, includes... I'll, I'll end on a couple of lyrics. The first one being think, from yeah, a song. Nicki, a little Nicki song. Minaj fights. For sure. A little song called Motorsport by Migos. And Nicki Minaj is featured on it. And she says... Oh, she doesn't say Kung Fu specifically. She, she talks about Jackie Chan. Rap Jackie Chan, we ain't pulling them fake stunts. My crown won't fit on your bum-ass lace fronts. Ooh. You know, just embedded in the culture. You know, she's, she calls she's her, obviously... She calls herself, calls herself Chun-Li all the time. That is a she Street Fighter Chun-Li. character. Yet again. Yeah, she got... Yes, yes. She, she, she be talking about, I'm the bad guy, Chun-Li. I hear that Chun-Li's not even the villain. She's so not. I'm she's not the villain in, in maybe the Nikki don't actually Street Fighter. Paying attention. Yeah. She's not, she but... Don't. Yeah, but it, I mean, hey, she still said it. She still raised she the stars so of Street Fighter. She, she understands she's here. She Another reference to Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan seems to be the one that Nick is really. Jackie Chan for. is the one. When Jackie yeah. Chan, if anything happens to my boy, I I will be heartbroken. I, I this is again somebody who I was raised with. That was, this was a this this. Uh, represented a great time with me and my father of just watching Jackie Chan you, movies. You said you were raised with him. He don't know you. But he doesn't know you. He doesn't know. That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not the one to be a fan of anybody, but listen, I will, like, if, if Jackie Chan were to walk across the street, I will run past and, like, either bow or start crying, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Your bow. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I, shit. Listen, I'll learn the most basic of Mandarin 
to talk to this man. Wow. To talk, you about to Google to talk to Jackie Chan. You know what? That's fair. Here's the final lyric from Kanye West, a song called All Day, where he says, shout out to Jackie Chan. I need to stunt right now. They be looking at the gram. I'll be looking at the gram. He's like, that's us right now. So people really respect that Jackie Chan does. People respect Jackie That seems to be the, that Jackie seems Chan, to be the, yes. the thing. Jackie it's Chan like, does all of his own stunts. Um, he was he was Bruce Lee's stuntman for a while, or he was part of that group of of stunt people. And yeah, he did all of his own stunts. There's a there's one in um, I believe it's called Chinatown where he he like broke his leg and he's still doing a stunt. They made a sock over his cast that looked like a shoe and he's still doing stunts. That's how much they re- he respects the art of it all. It's insane. It's, it's not Meanwhile. just him trying to make a movie, trying to finish a movie. It is him bringing love to his religion. That's truly insane. Meanwhile, I can't even box with my damn sprained wrist. Americans just not built the same. Americans just not built the same. We, 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 we don't, we not built the same. That's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me, Garrick. I appreciate you. Of for course. Taking the time. Of, of course. course. Not a problem. Um, can you tell them where you're going to be found? Yes. <laughs> That's yes. Where, where can they find you? They can find me at Garrett Bernard on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I don't tweet anymore. And on the Guilty Pleasures podcast. And on the Guilty Pleasures podcast. With where he talks my, about. My girl um, and my boy, Zach and Kelsey. We talk about movies that are underappreciated mm-hmm. and overappreciated. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's just how we feel that day. Uh-huh. I've been on a couple episodes of that. If y'all want to go check them out, I was on the Cheetah Girls episode and the Gossip Girl episode because girl shit is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, is not on those episodes. I was filling in for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's it. That's it? Yes, I believe that is it. If you would like to find us, you can find us at BPLP Pod across all platforms. If you have a topic that you think we should cover, you can email us at blackpeoplelovecaremore at gmail.com. Rate us again. Spotify now allows you to rate podcasts. So go ahead and do that. Five stars only. Like I said, I saw somebody give us a little four stars. Don't do that. Nope, don't do that nope, again. Nope. Don't nope. don't play with me. Don't Never. give us no damn Never. four stars. Never. Never been a four star bitch in my life. Always been five stars. So go ahead and make that move. Um, if you actually have something to say, write out a review on Apple Podcasts. That is very helpful to me. I'm Sequoia, your co-host per usual. And that's it. Bye. Say bye, Gary. Tell the bye. Tell bye. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> bye, y'all.